From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 13 of the National Football League season. We welcome in Luke Morrow. Good morning. Morning. Um, all right, I got to ask the question. I'm sorry, but it's something that uh, in my contract I'm responsible, um, I'm told to do. Um, how did the Vikings do in the off week presented by Uber? Did they make all the right decisions? I think so. Uh, we'll find out on Monday. But hey, I'll take uh, whatever it is, 15 days to get ready for a big game in Seattle. Hopefully they got healthy. Adam Thielen returned to practice. So uh, we'll see. Good coaches take advantage of extra time off. We'll find out uh, tomorrow night. That we will. All right. Any observations from the Thanksgiving games? For me, it's that the St. Louis, sorry, the New Orleans Saints, St. Louis. Now, that's a city we have not mentioned on this show in a while, Luke. Yes, I rightfully so. Um, I have not, I, I, I think this might be the best St. defense in a while in this Drew Brees era. I mean, this is a really good football team. They are. Um... And, you know, but I'll just say, and it is a good Saints team, and I actually thought up until probably the last two weeks, at least maybe until what the Niners did against the Packers on Sunday, I thought the Saints were still the best team in the NFC. I don't know if that is the case. We'll see how San Francisco does today. Uh, but, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, too, they're also playing the Falcons, and the Falcons, uh, I mean, Julio Jones didn't play, and they traded away to new. I mean, they're throwing to nobody uh, on that offense. My biggest takeaway from, from Thanksgiving, other than the stuffing I ate, was uh, <laughs> the Cowboys losing again to a team with a winning record, 0-5 now, and the Bills, who I picked to win the game, but actually going and doing so in a short week in Dallas on Thanksgiving, and Josh Allen looked really good, and uh, Buffalo trying to prove that they you know belong in the discussion, and they should be taken more seriously all right um so with that being said it's time and our our first game today i think it's uh what what should we do here bucks jags battle of four and seven teams is that the right type of game to cover today Oh, yeah, always. I always look forward to talking about uh, Nick Foles and Jameis Winston. Um, all right, let's 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 actually get serious here. Um, Jets, Bengals, my dad thinks the Jets will be a 9-7 and seven wild card team. I think he's crazy. This is the classic Jets loss. You go on the road in crappy weather, it's December, it's cold, and you lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 0-11. This is the classic Jets loss, but this team is rolling. It has offensive momentum. If everybody stuck to their nutritional and fitness plans over Thanksgiving and comes out with energy, I think the Jets win this game. But this is why the line is only six for the Jets. It's technically three, but it's six if it was being played on, on, on a neutral or home field. Because this is the type of game the Jets lose consistently in the, in the, in the post-Parcells era. Yeah, and I know uh, listening to some guys there in Vegas, the, the Sharps, the wise guys are on the Bengals today, and in part because Andy Dalton's returning to the starting lineup. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of Andy Dalton. He's certainly an upgrade over Ryan Finley and what they were playing. And, and it shows that the Bengals, or at least Zach Taylor, the head coach, and certainly the players always want to go out there and win, but the head coach in his first year doesn't want to go 0-16, so he goes back to Dalton, and the, the Bengals are going to try to get a W out there. Uh, I agree with you that this is a game that, the Jets should certainly win, even on the road, but this is well, one of those classic let 
down games and when, when Vegas, when I hear from uh, the people in Vegas saying that they like the Bengals today, that tells me something. So uh, I would look out for, for Dalton in his return, trying to show that he you know he shouldn't have been benched in the first place. He's playing for a job in the future. Bengals still try to win a game. That's why they make the switch. They're at home. Yeah, I'm with you. I, w- I would caution just him. Um, all right, sorry. I, I, I have to go off topic here because you've just, in classic radio guest fashion or co-host fashion, you've led me down 10,000 roads. How many sources do you have in Vegas, and do you trust them? Yes, I do. I have one guy in particular who uh, comes on my show each and every week, and um, he's somebody that... Uh, has had success with what he has said or, uh, you know, predicted um, on the show or even in our conversations. And then there are other people that I listen to that I don't necessarily know personally, but there's probably, I would say, maybe two other guys that I hold in high regard of what they have to say, two guys who are in that that world and that profession. And uh, like anything else, it's hard to predict. So you get them right, you get them wrong, but consistently, um, you know, I think uh, they know what they're talking about. So, uh, and then there's certain websites, too, that I read as well. So, hold on, hold on. Luke, 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 Luke. And this is Luke Morrow, host of the Morrow Morning Radio Program, ESPN Radio 98.9 FM in Charleston, South Carolina. You took that question way too seriously. I said you have people in Vegas, and that should have, like, led to a laugh and a line about, like, uh, yeah, I've got my people, and they hook me up, and I get all this information, and that's why I'm the best radio host in the nation. Yeah, something like that. All right, let's go with that answer. Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. Was, uh, did did I just become a downer by by sending you down that route? No, not at all. Okay, good. Because I I just you know I I I meant that as a humor thing. You took that seriously, which is actually good because now people know every what Friday or Wednesday or what day does that uh, person come on your yeah. your program? Friday. Every Friday, tune into the Morrow Morning Radio program, and you'll see what Vegas is thinking, which right. which probably is I need more sleep. Um, <laughs> your Vikings return from the bye in Seattle Monday night in a vital game, eight and three versus nine and two, and for my money, this is a game that's going to be really hard for the Vikings, and you need the best possible performance. This is. Potentially a playoff game. Potentially a fight for a wild card spot. You need to play this like a playoff game, and it can be tough to be efficient, which is what you have to do when you're on the road in Seattle. Take care of all your scoring opportunities. Six instead of three. Uh, No turnovers. Strong special teams. This is right for all kinds of problems. Seattle's a three-point favorite, which is basically a... a, um, a not to home field, but for my money, Luke, I just think that gambling aside, over under aside, just football versus football, this is a really tough game for the Vikings to win. Yeah, I think it's their toughest game uh, remaining, and unfortunately for the Vikings, they want to try to win the division. I mean, you look at the Packers' schedule; it's much easier. So the Vikings kind of have to win out, or they have to 
hope for some luck and that the Packers lose to some team like the Giants or, you know, Lions, whoever else they have left in that, that schedule. So, uh, but it's a huge game, uh, even for the wild card standing. Uh, I think there's a big difference when you look at the NFC right now between being the number five seed and you get to go to Dallas as opposed to being the sixth seed and you get to go to somebody else who's going to be really good. Um, so the, the Vikings need to win this game. The problem is that they always struggle against Seattle. They certainly struggle in Seattle, but they've lost five straight to uh, Pete Carroll. And I think Russell Wilson's been the quarterback in all five of those, maybe just the last four. But I think Russell Wilson is at least 4-0 against Minnesota, if not 5-0. and uh, The Vikings did a really good job against him. This is like a repeat from last year. These two teams played on Monday Night Football in Seattle, but a week later than tomorrow. And uh, that was the game that got the offensive coordinator, Filippo fired. Uh, the Vikings did a great job defensively against the Seahawks, held them to 21 points at home, but, but the offense was just a joke. They couldn't do anything. They scored a garbage touchdown at the end of the game, and, and Kirk Cousins played terrible. So, you know, it's always at the back of your head. Kirk Cousins is top three in quarterback rating right now, but it's always still in the back of your head that the Kirk Cousins of old will appear in the sense that he always struggles, or used to struggle at least. The last two months, he's played well in just about every situation. But prior to that, always struggled in these types of games. Monday night football, on the road, good team, everybody watching. That's where he freezes up. Uh, He did last year in Seattle. I'm curious to see how he does tomorrow night uh, in Seattle. But the defense did a good job last year against the Seahawks. I I think Seattle relies a lot, maybe too much, on Russell Wilson. He's so good, it's tough to slow him down. But but I do think that makes Seattle beatable, is that uh, they're middle of the league in yards per attempt. They're a bottom 10 defense. I mean, it's Russell doing it by himself. They've won uh, nothing but close games, which tells you that they've been lucky. So uh, the Vikings will have an opportunity. Uh, hopefully Thielen's back tomorrow night, but um, it's obviously going to take a good game from Kirk Cousins once again, and hopefully he can continue this uh, hot streak. Uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs will play today at 425 on the CBS television network with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And this is a game that, that Kansas City should take care of. Oakland was horrible last week. I was not impressed with them at all, especially defensively. They were sloppy on offense. Um, The Jets were able to beat up on them and make that a blowout. And for my money, John Gruden should be embarrassed, probably was embarrassed, probably gave them a big old yell in the locker room after. And for my money... Uh, this should be an easy Chiefs win. The line is 11 for a over 500 Raider team at 6-5, and five, which tells you what you need to know about the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, it's a battle for uh, for first place. Now, Kansas City was still, uh, uh, have, I think, have a tiebreaker. Maybe not. They'd be, they'd be tied head-to-head if the Raiders win today. They'd be tied in the division. I think the Raiders, uh, I don't know. Anyways, you tie it for first place straight up record-wise. The Raiders do if they beat, beat the Chiefs today. So it's a huge game for them. Uh, I, I agree with you certainly that they were embarrassed last week. I mean, uh, cross-country trip to New York against the Jets team that most people think is still a bad team. And, and you get blown out like that, not even competitive in the way that they played. And a lot of times teams, when they get embarrassed like that, they do bounce back well the next week, uh, especially when you have a veteran coach like Rudin, who you said probably lit into the guys, uh, is a bit of a yeller and a screamer. He gets his guys ready to go the following week. Now, they're in Kansas City. Oakland has really struggled on the road this year. They've only won one game on the road. The Chiefs have uh, been under 500 at home. Um, the one saving grace for Oakland, other than the Chiefs' struggles in Kansas City, is that, as we know, the blueprint is out there to slow down Kansas City to run the football because they can't stop the run. It keeps Mahomes on the sideline. And that's what the Raiders typically can do really well with Josh Jacobs 
and a couple of those other guys in the backfield, and that's what Gruden liked to do is that power run game. So if the Raiders can run the football and keep Mahomes off the field, they could stay in this game, certainly in Kansas City. When they played the first time, Kansas City scored, I think, all of their points in the second quarter. Otherwise, the Raiders played them pretty tough, and that's a big if uh, or a big exclusion. But outside of that one stretch where the, the Chiefs lit them up with big plays downfield, the Raiders matched them pretty evenly over the other three quarters. So I think Oakland keeps it close. I don't know if they're going to win. I do think they keep it below that 11-point threshold for the, the spread, and uh, the Raiders will bounce back well, and, and we'll see if they can pull off a win in Kansas City. Very curious to see what kind of um, team the Pats put out there tonight um, against Houston. That's on Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern on the NBC television network. This is a Pats team that is rolling, but it's rolling because of defense, not rolling because of offense. And really interesting to see what kind of team gets put out there from the Pats' perspective. This is a big show-me-something game. You've seen Tom Brady get upset, yet this is a Texans team coached by Bill O'Brien who kind of knows the Brady blueprint. This is an interesting game and possibly an inflection point about the future for the Pats. They keep rolling, but it's not been pretty offensively. No, it hasn't. Uh, that's what they need to figure out, and we've heard rumors here over the last week about Antonio Brown uh, reunion and uh, whatever else in New England, and they need some sort of playmaker. Uh, Tom Brady upset after that Eagles game. Uh, yeah, this offense isn't very good for the Patriots. Um, and I'm curious to see the defense, uh, of course, has been, has been great. It's probably the best secondary in the league, but where Belichick historically struggles is with those mobile, athletic, dual-threat quarterbacks as we saw earlier this year with Lamar Jackson. And Deshaun Watson isn't quite Lamar in the way that he runs. He's got a better arm, but uh, but Deshaun is an athletic quarterback who can keep plays alive and can make plays with his feet. And the two times that he's played New England, he's played them pretty well, and they've lost uh, the Texans have lost by one score in each game. So uh, I'm curious to see how he does uh, against his defense because um, – yeah, the Patriots' offense just isn't going to scare anybody these days. But at the end of the day, it still is Tom Brady. He gets to play indoors tonight, and it's Brady and Belichick, and it's hard to doubt them. Uh, so I think the Patriots do win, but the Texans have a chance to make things interesting because I think Deshaun is just his playmaking ability to match up well with uh, one of the better defenses in the league. All right. Um, now this brings us to our game of the day. This is how I'm dovetailing the end of the show into the regular part of the show. You see what I'm doing here? I do. How, how would you rate the craftiness of this on a one to five scale? I would give you a five. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. Happy holidays. Yes, that's right. Yes, the holiday spirit. To me, it's a shame this game's in Baltimore. Because I think if it was in Baltimore, the 49ers win this game. Sorry, if it was in San Francisco or on a neutral site field, they win this game. I think San Francisco's the better team. They've impressed me. I don't need to see any more from them. I'm now a believer. But because this is going to be in Baltimore in a really rainy weather, it's going to be slightly not warm, but it's going to be one of those raw November, December rainy days. But it's not the snow and ice that's coming elsewhere. To me, if this game was in a different place, I'd have a totally different thought on it. Right now, the latest line that I'm seeing is Baltimore five and a half. It feels right to me because of the weather, and that's why I think Baltimore wins this game comfortably. Yeah, the over-under keeps dropping. It's down to 45 now for you know two of the better offenses because of that weather. 
Um, this is a really interesting game, and the weather may throw everything off, and it may be one of those games that it just gets nasty out there, and you, you muck it up, and just whichever team takes care of the football, makes less mistakes, goes out and executes better and wins. But, you know, if it was a clean game, if they were playing with perfect weather on a neutral site, it's a really intriguing matchup because there are two teams that, that are based off of their ground game. Uh, and the Niners, when they have played, you know, the Ravens, for as good as the Ravens have been, their one weakness has been their one defense. Uh, they're actually bottom, uh, bottom. I think it's bottom five over the last month in terms of stopping the run. Uh, they're a team that's built to play with the lead, and then Lamar Jackson doesn't have to throw it very much. He doesn't have to drop back. He can continue to run, and the defense can take advantage of their secondary, which is their strong suit. So the Ravens are a team that's built to play with the lead, but their run defense hasn't been as strong, and the Niners, as we know, with Shanahan, can run the football really well. And when they've gone up against fellow bottom ten rush defenses, they've been three blowout wins, whether it was the Packers, the Bengals, and I forget the third one, but they blew out three teams. Um, on the flip side, however, you know, the Niners defensively, they have six first-round draft picks in that front seven. They do a really good job of getting after the quarterback, but if Lamar Jackson isn't dropping back, how big of an impact can that front have in terms of trying to stop Lamar and that run game. So I think it's a situation of whichever team can, can jump out the early lead because they both want to run the football. That's where they're both uh, their best, and that's where the defense is kind of weaker, where the, each defense wants the other team to be throwing the football as opposed to running it. So it's one of those situations where something's going to have to give. I do think the Niners are certainly better suited that if they have to play from behind and throw the football, I think they could have more success than Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, especially against that uh, front for the Niners that they can pin their ears back. So I think it'll be interesting which team jumps out to the early lead and can play their style of football. Because both teams are really similar in what they want to do, but only one team could probably actually be able to do it in a game like this. All right, we're going to stop here before the end of our program, and I'm going to uh, give you an opportunity to promote something because I have something to promote, and it's only fair if I allow you something to promote. Does that sound good? Sure, let's hear it. All right. Uh, Dropping Thursday morning is a very special edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. It's with Kevin Korn, a PGA professional in the Midwest. I won't tell you what city who has put golf into a children's hospital so that they have something to do. You will find out where that is, what the program is, how you can help, and what a local TV station did to even further elevate this program on a very special edition of Teeing It Up, which will be available late Wednesday, early Thursday morning. Well, that sounds awesome, and I uh, look forward to hearing those details. And what would you like to promote? Well, I mean, I guess uh, I guess I have to promote the, the radio show. You can hear me on the radio every morning, uh, 10 to noon, Monday through Friday, um, uh, on the local dial here in, in the Charleston area or worldwide on, uh, online on TuneIn Radio or um, you know the website better than I do. What is it? CharlestonSportsRadio.com, I think it is. And don't forget about your podcast available where all podcasts are, are, are available. That's true. You can always catch the show on demand wherever you listen to your podcast. ESPN Radio Charleston is what you have to search to find it. Um, I thought you were going to promote your Friday betting expert. Oh, yeah, that's too. Well, we already kind of did that earlier. But, yeah, you can catch that on Friday. We have our fantasy guy on Thursdays to help you with your fantasy lineup. Uh, we got you covered. Uh, uh, what's the name of your fantasy expert and your uh, gambling expert? Paul Charchian is my fantasy guy. He's one of the godfathers of fantasy football. 
uh, based out of uh, Minnesota, Viking fan. That's how we got to know each other. And uh, Rufus Peabody, who actually went to Yale and so does not like us Bobcats, um, is my uh, uh, professional sports gambler and Vegas insider that joins us on Fridays and uh, does a good job as well. There you go. So now, folks, you have two things to listen to. That's right. Think about that. And on that note, we are getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. Uh, I gave my game of the day already, so what's yours? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be that same one. Uh, Just to be different, though, I guess I'll I'll say Patriots Texans Sunday Night Football. Your sleeper game. Ugh, sleeper game. I will say sleeper game is... I would say Titans, Colts, two six and five teams battling for first place. I mean, it may not be the most interesting game, but it is an important game there in the AFC South, uh, trying to keep pace with the Texans, who of course have the Patriots tonight. Doesn't this feel like whoever wins that division gets into the wild card game that ESPN gets? <laughs> I feel like that's usually the case for the AFC South. <laughs> yes, poor poor division gets. Just gets put in the worst slot. Um, anyway, um, anyway, uh, my sleeper game is drum roll, please. It's also my game to watch golf during. I'm being crafty today with these picks. Packers Giants. This could be an embarrassing performance for the Giants. It could lead to Eli Manning reappearing on the field. But it could also lead to a Packer loss because it's being played in the cold slop. And cold slop does some weird things to people. So uh, this is an intriguing game. That's but but it could be a blowout, which is why it's my game to watch golf during. And yeah, and I would say that uh, Aaron Rodgers. I say it with joy that he's under five hundred on the road for his career. So look at that! Look at that! Uh, your uh, game to watch golf during. Uh, there's quite a few to, um, there's a couple of pick as always, uh, but I, you know, I, I always try to avoid your Jets, so I will say, the, uh, I will say, uh, oh, Redskins Panthers, that Redskins offense is atrocious, Panthers should blow them out at home, of course, that's one of the games that I have to pay attention to, though. Uh, you, you don't believe in the Jets going 9-7? and seven? No, not nine and seven. But I did say that they, you know they'll be able to stack up some wins here at the end of the year with this easier schedule. So not nine and seven, but you know they'll finish with a pretty good record after the way they started. The Rams stink, but they're my uh, survivor pick. Who's your survivor p- game pick for this week? Uh, I guess what I just said: the Panthers at home against the Redskins. I mean, you got to be able to win that game. I think they'll get it done. Washington is awful. I can tell you that from personal experience. They are absolutely awful. And your player or person to watch? I'm going to say game in the sense that the Brown Steelers, after everything that happened the last time, uh, Brady Kitchen's wearing that shirt about Pittsburgh started it, whatever nonsense that is. I know Mason Rudolph isn't out there today, but I'd be curious to see if anything else happens today, especially with guys like Baker and OBJ and all the trouble that they can cause. Um, I... I it, it, what what will have more security, the ball drop on New Year's Eve or this game? <laughs> uh, maybe this game. We'll see if it gets, uh, gets a little dicey out there again. 
Times Square gets a lot of security, but I think this game may have even more, uh, especially because it's in Pittsburgh. If it was the reverse, I think it would be a different story, but there's a lot of really upset Steeler fans, so um, we shall see how this uh, progresses as the day goes on. That's a 1 p.m. game some of the country will be getting on CBS. Luke? Uh, oh, I have to give my uh, person or player to watch today, and that is Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to come through some adversity in this weather because it could be windy, too, especially towards the end of the game. How does he respond if the offense and defense sputter and don't play like they normally do? Can you reinvent yourself during the game? To what Peyton and Tom and, 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 and Aaron and all these great quarterbacks have learned to do. How do you reinvent the offense during the game when you hit adversity? How does Jimmy react today if he hits adversity? Yep, we'll find out, especially in those conditions. That we will. Luke, thank you. My pleasure. And enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.